Welcome to the third season of the Give, Receive, Improve podcast. In this third season, we will be focusing on the topic around the first 90 days of becoming a new manager. So in this episode, we will be covering the topic of transitioning to become a new manager. And we will be answering two key questions, and they are 1. What does being a manager actually mean? And number two, what are the key differences between a manager and being an individual contributor? Welcome to the Give, Receive, Improve podcast with Lisa Lam and Sawana Ali. This podcast was inspired to help new managers overcome the challenges of managing and leading people. We have a combined experience of over 50 years in leadership and management roles. We know, and I mean we know, the struggles and rewards of leading individuals and teams. We believe that you should not be facing your challenges alone. So let's start this journey together. To find out more, check out our respective sites at lisalamcoach.com and sawanaali.com. So let's get going. Hi Lisa. So how was your break recently? I did enjoy some downtime despite the current COVID-19 pandemic situations. I had several virtual reunions with old friends, you know, catching up on what was latest and how everyone was coping with the new normal. We talked about cats and dogs, food and mental health, three interesting topics during the lockdown among us. Anyway, now that we are back to business, starting off our season three, and as you mentioned, we are doing the first 90 days for this season basically talking and sharing about the significance of the first 90 days of being a new manager. It is definitely one of the best times in a career for people who want to pursue the managerial career. And specifically for this week, we will talk about transitioning to become a new manager. We will cover two key questions. Question number one is what it means to be a manager. And question number two is, what the differences between an individual contributor and a manager are? Understanding these two questions well will help you a great deal in your preparation to transition to a new manager. As a matter of fact, the desired outcome of this session is to ensure that you have a great understanding of what being a manager means for you to be able to prepare yourself in transitioning to a new managerial role. So let's get going. Going down memory lane, I can still remember the first time I became a manager. I was happy, I felt appreciated, and I was confident that I would have done a great job at it. Why did I even think that? I hope I was not the only one feeling this way. This is what I call the overconfidence syndrome based on historical track record. Yeah, the thing is, people are promoted to become managers because of their great work when they were individual contributors, right? So excellent individual contributors were very confident as a result because they often, year on year, they had always been very successful in their jobs. And then come the big promotion, they become managers. Naturally, being so accomplished, they had a high degree of confidence that they would have done equally good, if not better, in this new role. This is where it went wrong. Stating my own case, for instance, I struggled when I first became a manager. There were three key issues that I really struggled with. Firstly, the notion that managers are independent and have the freedom to make their own decision. A few weeks into my role, I realized that this was not really the case. 
As a matter of fact, I was so dependent on people, especially on my team members, to get things done. While I was able to make some decisions, there were still many factors that I needed to consider and in fact, work hard to get the buy-ins from others before any decision can even be made. Secondly, the title of a manager doesn't mean anything. From the outside looking in, when I was a young individual contributor, I had the assumption that with such title, people would get on board with you and follow what you wanted them to do. That was not true at all. In fact, you will end up spending so much time to earn trust from them before they even think of supporting you as their manager. Thirdly, it was tough to get results through people. When I was an individual contributor, I knew exactly what to expect, what and how to do stuff, who I needed to work with and delivered excellently on my commitments. I could not say the same thing when I became a new manager. I needed to find ways to get my team members to deliver on their commitments and oftentimes I invested a lot of time listening to their problems. Aspired results seemed to be a far-fetched as what I saw more was situational challenges and they expected that I solve all those problems before they could deliver the results. How about you, Lisa? What are the key differences between being a manager and an individual contributor? What are some of the issues that you struggle with during the transition period? Yes, El, it sure does bring back lots of memories. And now I guess I can laugh about it. But I can certainly state for certain, during those first few years, it was certainly no laughing matter. Much like your experience, I became a manager because I was a performing individual contributor. I was also young, and not wanting to admit it then, there is something to be said for someone with experience and grey hair. Now, I basically struggled in three key areas. The first one is, to be specific, what is the real role of a manager? Like you, Sel, the glamour and the allure of the manager or the director title lasted pretty much a day. And that is the day that I found out that I was going to be a manager. Now, after that, I quickly realised that as far as the people in the team were concerned, that didn't really matter at all. I had to prove myself and earn their trust. The real hard work of a manager is not getting the position or the title, but it is to earn the right to lead and to lead by example. A manager's role is to lead, inspire and empower every team member of that group. The number one attribute of any great leader is to lead with authenticity. As Craig Groeschel in his leadership podcast states, People follow a leader who is real, and not just a leader who is always right. Number two, admitting and seeking help. As an individual contributor, and in my realm of responsibilities, I was in charge. I was in control. I knew what I wanted to do, and how I would go about doing it. I knew what sort of resources I had, and I knew how I could leverage on those resources. However, as a manager, I was actually no longer in control. I could not control anyone, despite the fact that I wanted to control. I wanted to control how someone would do his or her role. In fact, I wanted them to do it my way. I felt and thought it would be so much easier and faster if I just did it. Now, of course, that's the worst thing that a manager could think, or that is actually the worst thing a manager could do. 
The truth of the matter is not that I could do their job better. The truth of the matter is that I needed to do my new role as a manager better. I had to admit that I needed help and then to seek help. Now, one of the great assets of working in a company like Microsoft is the fact that they provided a lot of training and development, as well as coaching and mentoring opportunities. I found that the coaching and mentoring aspect of it incredibly helpful, and I had the privilege of being coached and mentored by some amazing leaders within the company. And I will say undoubtedly that they are the ones who helped me overcome a lot of the initial challenges and barriers of being a new manager. Number three, insecurities. Now, I was confident as an individual contributor. I knew and was in control of what I was doing, and I was successful in what I was doing. The results and outcomes demonstrated that. I had a great reputation in the company as well as outside of the company. However, in a new role of being a new manager, I was out of my comfort zone. I was insecure, especially in the knowledge and in the light of what I knew of what I did not know. Now, I might be perceived as confident on the outside, but certainly it was not what I felt on the inside. Now, insecurities results in wanting to control every piece of information and every decision made. And in essence, or as a result of that, it does not lead to an empowered team. And in fact, an empowered team is what you really need as a manager. And ultimately, that led to a very stifling environment. Now, I'm sure that you've encountered managers who are insecure and you can identify them through the decisions and actions that are taken. Now, I would count myself as very fortunate because I had good leaders to help me out and I had to learn this key principle from one of my mentors and that is, I don't have to be perfect because no one is, but I have to be authentic in my leadership because people follow an authentic leader. So admit it, because everyone around you knows your weaknesses anyway, so you trying to deny or hide it isn't going to fool anyone except maybe yourself. Looking back, I think every new manager goes through the same rite of passage, learning that being a manager is much harder than being an individual contributor. Real life is nothing like the TV shows or movies that we watch. Being a manager is a very humbling experience But in that process, that is where the growth and rewards are when you actually do well in that role. Absolutely, Lisa. Thanks for sharing. Following up to what I said earlier, the role of a manager is to get results through people. You no longer need to do all the tasks yourselves. Instead, you need to be smart enough to manage all your team members to get them to do their tasks and deliver results as planned. Several key success factors are required for you to be effective as a manager. First and foremost, your team members need to trust you. They need to trust that you really do care about them. And yeah, trust is something that you have to earn. How do you do that? There is really no magic formula. You earn trust over time. So it is important for you to be consistent, demonstrate the right behavior repetitively, Be inclusive and do not set any types of disputable precedent. You can strengthen trust by being open and transparent about your work styles. Make it very clear and predictable. This will make it easy for your subordinates to prioritize and plan on their commitments. 
I remember one of my favorite managers during my corporate career last time. I absolutely did not know her at all prior to her becoming my manager. However, when we first met to get to know each other and discuss on work and what we need to achieve together for the department, I found that I could place a trust on her easily. She listened well to my ideas and put forward a few ideas as well for my considerations. In addition, she was frank to say that her interest is to successfully create performing teams and only us, her team members, can help to do that. So it was our common interest to establish common goals, follow through on our commitments and get help from others when we need to. In addition, she was elaborate enough when she explained about her work styles. For instance, punctuality is very important to her. She prefers to have a one-on-one checkpoint once every fortnight and that she doesn't like surprises. She made it very clear that the less surprises, the better, and to do that, we need to be accurate in setting up expectations among each other. Thinking back, trust is something that you don't normally establish right away. However, when someone is open and respectfully gives you an airtime for you to talk and for her to listen, then offer you some ideas and considerations, plus clearly sharing her best to work with her, it becomes easier for you to give her the opportunity to demonstrate that she means what she says. I mean, there's always reference for you to go back to should you are not happy with certain things or certain demonstrated behaviors moving forward. What do you think, Lisa? Other than trust, what are the elements that are critical for you to be successful as a manager? Yeah, you know, Sel, as you were talking about um, your experiences, I am clearly nodding my head in agreement with each point that you've brought up. Trust is definitely the number one element. And like what you've said, it takes time to develop and to earn. Trust is also built differently, depending on each individual in the team. Now, every individual is different. And therefore, how each one of them defines what trust is, is different. And as a manager, you will need to figure that out. You will have to cater for each one of them. The outcome of trust is empowerment. When you are able to trust or establish trust with each team member and within the team themselves with one another, empowerment is the natural extension of that. Empowerment is critical in order for each person in the group to have the three keys to be successful and that is ownership, authority, and inspiration to do their roles. Without empowerment, as a manager, you are still operating in your individual contributor bubble. The only difference is that bubble is bigger as now you're trying to control not just what you're doing, but what others are doing as well. Trust enables you as a manager to delegate authority, empower your team, or team members to make decisions, and more importantly, to take ownership of their ideas, decisions, and actions. I, for one, works best in an environment where I am empowered to do so, and I know that is the same for most people. Empowerment allows each member of the team to shine, to do their best work, and it makes it so much easier for you as a manager because now you're able to work through people or through others to be successful. That's right, Lisa. Another point that I want to add is really about letting go and trusting your team members as well. Remember, 
you were an excellent individual contributor prior to your promotion as a new manager. And now you need to manage your people doing their tasks. You need to be conditionally ready to let them do the job. Oftentimes, new managers struggle to let go as they do not want to compromise the results. You can achieve excellent results if you let them do their best with your coaching and guiding them along the way. You can talk more about coaching and guiding in future episodes. At this juncture, I would just like to summarize our learnings for today. Number one is the role of a manager is very different from an individual contributor. While you can be a super excellent individual contributor, that doesn't necessarily mean you will be a great manager. Second point, the most important thing for any new managers to understand and recognize is that managers get results through people. Your most important role is to effectively manage your team members to bring out the best in them to achieve the best results for your department. Point number three, trust needs to be earned. You must be consistent with your actions. Your subordinates are watching and gauging you all the time. Point number four, trust is a two-way street. You need to earn trust of your team members. Likewise, you need to trust them that they will deliver the best outcomes with your coaching and guidance. Point number five, people tend to trust the authentic you a lot more. So as a manager or leader, it is okay to show your vulnerabilities. You don't need to act as if you are strong and know it all the time. Your team like and relate better with real people. Point number six. It is imperative that you empower your people to do their job. Empowerment will result in your team members having the ownership, accountability, and inspiration to execute their tasks effectively. A call to action that I would like for you to consider. Think of three challenges that you feel you may struggle with as a new manager. Talk to someone you trust about it. Or you can share with us and email us at gripodcast2021 at gmail.com. I'll just repeat that, gripodcast2021 at gmail.com. It will be great to have some conversations around these challenges. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. Please subscribe to the podcast and let us know what you would like to learn next and give us your feedback as we aim to continuously improve on what we're doing. Check out our respective websites at lisalamcoach.com and sawanaali.com. Take care and remember, you're not alone in your struggles as a manager.